Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Push-Pull Podcast, Stories of Human Migration. I'm David Arnsparger, AP World History teacher at James Clemens High School in Madison, Alabama. Today, our guest is my favorite student, Emily St. Peter, and she's going to tell us a story about her grandmother or great-grandmother? Great-grandmother. Her great-grandmother. Um, so, Emily, before we get started, just tell me real quick about yourself. How long have you lived in this area? How long have you been in our school system? And then we'll start talking about your great-grandmother. Um, I've been living in Madison for about 12 years now. We moved from Texas when I was very young, and I just recently got in Madison's school system. I was in a private school for my middle school and elementary school. Okay, so, so your family's already experienced a, a type of movement anyway, a modern type movement. I would assume your family moved here for work, as a lot of people do. Yes, my mom moved from NASA. Yeah, all right, very good. Um, so, you know, modern day times, a lot of it's work, but you've got a very interesting story about your great-grandmother and, and the type of movement that she did. So go ahead and let's get into that story. Um, so my grandmother, her name was Vera Rose, and she was just a wonderful lady. She was, um, she was very religious. So when she moved from Scotland to Israel for a, religion, a religious pilgrimage, um, she just wanted to be closer to God and to help people understand the reason she was Catholic and to help people um, become Catholic. Uh, so she went to the Holy Land um, from Scotland, and she lived very a very frugal life where she would teach people about God. She would um, go out in the streets and proclaim the good news, spread the gospel, and she was just kind to everyone she met, tried to live like Jesus would. Oh, that, that's that's really a good story. What did she do while she was there? Was she a teacher, or did she was she in a school, or? Um, I believe she was a teacher for a short amount of time, and she would teach English, but then she also taught religion and how, um, you know, how to live a good life, how God would want you to. Um, do y'all have any family stories or something you can specifically remember that she did, or a, a place that she uh, went to? I mean, gosh, when you talk about Israel and. Jerusalem, there's there's a, a thousand things, and you know, we talk about uh, uh, this is a, Jerusalem's a, is a holy place for for Jews, for Christians, for Muslims. Um, you've got the Villa, Via de la Rosa, um, the Walk of Christ. You've got obviously the Jordan River. Um, is there any stories that pop out in your mind? Or um, I definitely remember when we would visit her in Kentucky. She would always talk about how she would walk along the same streets that Jesus was said to walk down, and she would just, like, not have shoes, so she would walk like how they would. And she felt, she said she always felt very blessed that she was able to have an experience to go and, like, go to the Red Sea and the Jordan River and to bathe how, you know, they would in older times. And she always said how it was just so interesting to feel less like modern like how it was in Scotland at the time it felt very like simple like much like how it was much more simple as it instead of having technology and a computer and a television so she would read books to entertain herself and it was she lived a very simple life and I always admired that a lot yeah, you, you mentioned uh, walking barefoot down the street. So there's uh, have you been to Jerusalem? Um, not personally. We were going to when COVID hit, but yeah. it, unfortunately we're not able to. But I believe we're going to go next summer. OK, 
Okay. Uh, are you familiar with the term stations of the cross? Yes. Okay. I think it, as as a as a practicing Catholic or as a as a pious Catholic, um, you've probably heard of that. That's that's the street that she walked down. Yes, sir. She would go to um, the hill where Jesus died, and she would pray for hours on end, and she would um, go through the station of the cross they have there in the streets where they would show where Jesus fell, where he met his mother, where he met Veronica. And it's just really cool for her to talk about things like that, that she got to experience those really interesting things that, as Catholics, not a lot of people get to experience. Yes. Hold on, we've got an announcement coming. Uh, This is all part of doing a podcast during school. Um, Yeah, it really is to, to, to realize that, your great-grandmother is walking barefoot down the same street that Christ walked as he carried his cross and as someone else carried his cross for him at one point. Um, it's, it's an incredible family story, and it sounds to me like uh, you might want to take a pilgrimage there yourself one day. Definitely. I would love to go see where she lived. Um, and she always, even after moving back to Kentucky and you know, having the ability to be more modern, she would, instead of watching television, she would get a book, and it would be like the Bible, or um, St. Augustine's book called UCAT, and she would read about the church instead of watching Jeopardy, or something my grandparents would be watching, and it was always really interesting, because she would be so consumed in it, and she had a long attention span, to just read the Bible over and over again. And I always thought that was just so cool how she was able to do that. Uh, it seems to me from you telling your story here that she's had a pretty powerful influence on you. I would assume she's had a powerful influence on your whole family. Oh, definitely. She is one of the biggest reasons I wanted to get confirmed. Um, and she's been a, just a huge inspiration to keep going. Because um, it's hard with a modern world to keep your faith and be practicing in your faith. And she's just a very big influence on my life and my mother's, who's also practicing Catholic. And we both have had long discussions about how we could be more like Vera. Yeah, what a great story. Um, So I'm going to kind of go back a little bit. A a lot of times when we talk about movement of people, right, a lot of it's for opportunity and jobs and finances. And um, sometimes it's about religious uh, in religious purposes, uh, in our country, in a lot of ways, was founded by people who came here looking for uh, freedom of religion. This is a totally different type of story about how religion influences someone to move that pilgrimage concept. And um, uh, and do you know at what age she left Scotland and went to Jerusalem? Or I, what prompted it? I believe she's always wanted to move closer to God because I know it feels, I know I've heard people who go and they feel so much closer to God being there. Um, I believe she was um, probably 40 or 50, so in the middle of her life, which is kind of, my grandmother always said it was a very rash decision that she just said, I'm moving, because my grandmother was raised and old enough, and so she learned language from a a priest, and she just moved in, I think, about the span of a month, and it was really, it's just really cool, because I could never pack my life up like that. From I think it also uh, has to do with having a calling. Uh, you use, or uh, your mom, your grandma, you use the word a rash decision, 
you know, sometimes uh, as as a uh, as a religious person, as a as a, a Christian, you have a calling in life, and sometimes you can't really ignore that calling. It seems to me like your grandmother had a calling uh, to do this. Um, oh, definitely, yes. She just, um, I believe, she had lost her husband at, and so she decided to dedicate the rest of her life to God. She never got remarried. She never had more children. I don't think she ever visited her children when she was in Jerusalem. She just lived her own life, and I know I would find that very hard to do, but I know she was very brave. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. And then how did she end up uh, back in the States or back in Kentucky? I guess, is that where your family was living then, back yes. in Kentucky? Um, yeah, they still live in Kentucky, the majority um, and she moved back for healthcare reasons because she got very old. I think, I believe she was 93 mm-hmm. when she moved back to Kentucky because my grandmother was worried about her health and healthcare in um, Jerusalem isn't as good as it would be here in the States. And she lived a long, happy life, like I believe. Um, so she was 98 here wow. with us, and we got to see her. And I just got so blessed because I got to hear so many stories and it's cool being in the presence of someone who's just so old and matured, and she's lived her life, and she never tried to fight death. She just let it come, and it was she was a beautiful, beautiful. What, why do you think she wasn't afraid of dying? Because she knew that she had fulfilled her reason to be on this earth, and she knew she was going to go up and live for the rest of her life with God, which is where we all want to go. Yeah, isn't that a calming thing? feeling to know that yes because I know she never it was hard for her at the end but I remember when she was about to go she was very at peace with herself what a wonderful story you know one other part of that kind of the 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 migration kind of part of this this is uh, this is something that happens when people get to that old in their 80s or 90s in, in a in a faraway place and when their children live in in the states and this happens more often than you would think when people uh, come here and and get taken care of like that so um, a lot of really great stories right there sounds like a wonderful woman Um, she obviously blessed you and your family with her life and the way that she lived her life Um, and I think you're carrying that on right now you're blessing the rest of us with stories uh, coming from your great-grandmother so is anything else you want to say before we wrap this up No, I think that's it. Okay, well, thank you very much for being with us, Emily. Um, We we look forward to um, another podcast, and you've done a great job. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Coach Arnes.